Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each Thursday, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. Enjoy the show! Hi, I'm Gabe. Hi, I'm Fashida. And today, um, we have some topics to talk about. Um, I like since I've been here, what three weeks now? It has never been a dull moment. Yeah. <laughs> so first on the list today, um, definitely not a, a um, I guess something that's out of the ordinary nowadays. But um, Progress Ohio has filed a complaint against um, Supreme Court Justice Sharon Kennedy. And uh, apparently it's because she has spoken, um, I think it was a fundraiser, with uh, Greater Toledo, Right to Life. And, you know, this comes around the time that the high court is also going to hear a case about the Toledo abortion clinic closing. Right. Um, So. Yeah, she she spoke, uh, I believe it was in March. Yes. Um, And this was after we all understood that the Toledo case was headed to the state Supreme Court. Absolutely, yes. Um, So, you know, many people feel that this is um, an instance where she's become uh, too close to one of the organizations Mm -hmm. that's been pushing this case. But she seems like there has been some relationship prior to as well. Um, I mean, you know, she did have their endorsement from that from that mistaken, right? Um, but you know, one of the one of the conditions that you have to accept as being uh, a Supreme Court justice is, you know, there are regulations, and that's like you cannot create any type of um, bias in 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 your cases, and obviously, this creates a bias. A bias, right? Like. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, so, Progress Ohio put out uh, the statement about the complaint that was filed. They were not the only ones to do so. Um, NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio was one of 51 different individuals and groups that signed on to this complaint. Uh, the quote from our own Kelly Copeland said that the executive and uh, the executive and legislative branches in Ohio have passed a series of laws that compromise women's health. The judicial branch must be beyond reproach. Yes. Uh, it, it, they're not. <laughs> if, if she yes. stays, if, if Sharon Kennedy uh, sits on the bench to hear this case, you so know. So essentially, you know, um, at this point, she needs to recuse herself. But as it goes, um, I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, well, it should. Um, and we're not the Definitely only ones. Definitely it should. Right. We're not the only ones calling for this. Um, back, uh, back in March, after um, it, it was actually the Cincinnati Inquirer, uh, their reporting sort of made this public. Okay. Um, and we responded to a request for comment from them uh, in March. Uh, and immediately after their reporting broke the story, uh, the Columbus Dispatch weighed in. And their editorial board agreed. And they said that, you know, a judge uh, must refrain from speech, gestures, or other conduct that could reasonably be perceived as bias or prejudice. And so they absolutely. said, the Dispatch editorial board said, hey, yeah, she needs to recuse herself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, uh, uh, the head of the Supreme Court... Uh, the Chief Justice, Maureen O'Connor, she issued a statement saying that she didn't feel that it was necessary. Um, And then, you know, Sharon Kennedy hasn't hasn't said that she would step down, and so that's why Progress Ohio's statement became, um, you know, became necessary. 
um, after this, uh, after this, uh, uh, you know, the, the press release about yeah. uh, the filing came out, um, the uh, Cleveland Plain Dealer editorial board, they sat down and had a little roundtable and asked all the members of the editorial board, well, what do you think? Sharon Broussard, the chief editorial writer for Cleveland.com, said the life of an Ohio Supreme Court justice comes with some uncomfortable but necessary restrictions, including the demand that you avoid creating a perception of bias. Judge Kennedy's, Justice Kennedy's March speech to the anti-abortion group crosses that line, especially Absolutely. in light of the judge's voter survey answers three years ago, which is what you're referring to. The, justices should recuse, the justice should recuse herself, and I support an investigation. Absolutely. I mean, you know, this is just something that we're definitely going to um, keep everyone, um, you know, uh, we're going to just let everyone know what's going on. We're going to, you know, keep t- keep in touch with everything that's going on. But, um, you know, at this point, I definitely feel like um, she should definitely recuse herself from the case. And obviously a lot of others do as well. So Right. Uh, the case itself is about the Toledo Abortion Clinic, Capital Care. Uh, they are um, one of the uh, clinics in the state of Ohio uh, that are most immediately affected by the restrictions that John Kasich has passed. That's what, in, in Kelly's quote that I read earlier, that's what she was referring to as you know the executive branch creating rules, the legislative yeah. branch creating laws uh, that are attempting to strict, restrict women's health care. Mm-hmm. The law that's affecting them is this transfer agreement law, and it has no benefit to women. Yeah. You know, there's no upside to this for, for Ohioans seeking health care, seeking abortion care. Um, and a couple courts have already ruled and said, hey, you know, this is, this is an undue burden. Uh, so these restrictions should get tossed. Um, this, uh, this case to the state Supreme Court is not the first step. It's just mm-hmm. the latest. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, so, uh, so really the, we don't feel that the state Supreme Court needed to hear this case at all since there's lower court precedent. Um, but when they do, there shouldn't be a sitting justice with an existing relationship with Absolutely. one of the organizations that's Absolutely. been pushing this issue. And that's exactly what's going on here, so... Right. Uh, so we'll continue to keep an eye on this. Yeah. Um, we're asking folks to write letters to the editor. Let them know, uh, you know, what are your views? Do you feel that a justice with a relationship with a right to life uh, organization should hear this case? Odds yeah. are if you're listening to this podcast, you probably agree with us. <laughs> <laughs> so write to your local paper. <laughs> Absolutely. And if you guys need any more information, um, let us know. You know, we'll try to provide you with everything that we can. Right. So speaking of uh, clinics, um, I guess this is a good time to talk about Iowa's uh, closing of the four mm. abortion clinics. Um, yes. Yeah. So apparently it's due to the lack of funding. Oh, the, the, the cut, the budget, the cuts, I would say. Yeah. But. Defunding measures. Um, and uh, it's four clinics in the, the state yeah, of Iowa. Which actually I think they um, have cared for about 15,000 patients uh, between the four of them. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of people without that type of health care, um, and it's just really uh, an unfortunate situation. Right. Uh, there was a statement on this put out by uh, NARAL Pro-Choice America's president, Elise Hoag. She said, these shuttered clinics are a wrenching preview of what could soon play out across the nation True. if President Trump and GOP leaders pass their dangerous health proposal. Today must serve as a wake-up call for the entire nation about just how much is at stake in this fight. Yeah. I mean, that's, 
that's definitely a true statement, and only one can imagine what's going to happen from here. Right. I mean, if you're if you're a low income woman in Iowa and you're Absolutely. seeking reproductive health care, family planning care, access to contraception, yeah. um, you can't just walk into any health center, even Absolutely. if it's a federally qualified health center. Uh, these are women who chose Planned Parenthood. They're counting on Planned Parenthood. Right. Easily accessible, um, you know, cost, health insurance, all of that plays a part in that. And so for these women not to have access to that health care, um, you know, there's just going to be... It's going to be, it's going to create a lot of um, I don't want to say problems, but you know I, ultimately that's what it's probably going to be. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think it'll definitely cause problems for women. You know, we've heard countless uh, women who've come forward and say, "Hey, yeah. Planned Parenthood, you know, caught my cancer early. Exactly. Uh, you know, helps me have a child." There, there are many instances where this uh, this provider has been a gateway to the healthcare system, um, and and now four communities across that state. Uh, which want to be without. Yeah, you know, and uh, Iowa isn't too significantly different from Ohio. Absolutely. Um, you know, we've seen Planned Parenthood defunded twice here in our state, um, and uh, Republicans are continuing to look, you know, what is the next way that we can, you know, attack exactly. this organization. Exactly. What they're doing down in Texas is, is equally scary. Um and, you know, women will lose access to health care because of this. Yeah. It still kind of blows my mind that the funding that they want to uh, cut is for women who actually are the child bearers. Like, it's just, I don't, I, I just can't wrap my mind around, like, why that's a good idea. Why that that is okay. You know, like, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. So. Right. Yeah. Well, it's it's completely political, you know. Again, there's no health care benefit to the people that it's these politicians they're, are supporting. They're, you know, very misogynistic, um, sexist. I mean, it's just, it's a lot that goes into it because clearly a woman does not matter is what they're saying. A woman and our reproductive health doesn't matter. Right. I mean, I, I, I wish that was not the case, but yeah. I've, <laughs> I I've mean, never had no, a protest yeah, outside my doctor's office. Exactly. As a man, you know? you know, you don't have those problems. You don't have the same concerns, of course. And as a man, you would never understand. So it's like for them to make those type of decisions on behalf of women, um, it's really despicable. Right. I mean, I don't face waiting periods. You know, I don't have to have forced ultrasounds. <laughs> exactly. Or, or people lie to me. You know. Exactly. No pregnancies, no monthly menstrual cycles, no any of that. <laughs> like, you, there's just not, it's not there, you know? So uh, these are the things that obviously we as women deal with. And then to continue to have to deal with not knowing what the future is going to hold for us, it's, um, it's a scary thing. It really is. And I have a daughter and she's six. And, you know, this... This stuff, it has to stop. You know, we, we don't know what the future is going to hold for us as women and for our daughters and granddaughters. And, you know, that is, that's something that we are all concerned about. Right. And, you know, it's, it's, it's terrible health care policy and it's terrible politics. It is. It I really mean, women is. in Iowa vote. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Yeah. Most candidates make it a point to, to visit Iowa multiple times um, in their campaign. And, you know, I... I'm still surprised at, you know, the things that are happening here and there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For, for the GOP to be uh, doing this, um, you know, there, there are many members of their party 
that are starting to look at the 2020 election, the pre, you know the presidential primary. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> and and here is you know primary state numero uh, caucus state. Yeah, caucus absolutely. state there you numero go. <laughs> uno. Uh, and you know th- this is going to be a campaign issue. Absolutely. For the presidential caucuses, you know. Kasich is going to have to answer questions if he's going to challenge Trump on, hey, why did you threaten Planned Parenthood in Ohio? Because we've seen this in Iowa. Yeah. You know, this is what Iowa Iowa voters are going to be saying to John Kasich. And I see John Kasich um, taking that stance as well, though. I mean, he has not always um, been my favorite person, but he's definitely been on the side of, uh, you know, calling out white from wrong when it comes to Trump. He needs to extend that to this area. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. I agree. Um, I I don't know if you watched um, his uh, town hall the other night with Bernie Sanders, Senator Sanders, but, um, you know, there were some things that he definitely said in there that, you know, kind of um, alluded to him being, you know, against what's happening in the the D.C. area, but he definitely cautioned that choice words should be used. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, Kasich's, it's... If he if he stopped being a bad candidate, he would be a good candidate. <laughs> yeah, I oh, I, uh, well, I think we talked about him and his, his probable uh, primary challenge against yes. Trump uh, yes. last time on the show. Um, since then, uh, I, I was in a bookstore and I picked up a copy of his biography. Oh, okay. I did not buy it. Okay, you just Th- kind of looked at it. <laughs> there was part of me. I, I would I would borrow it from the library just to to skim it and see what it says. Uh, I'm not. I'm oh, not that is, that is paying so funny. for it. Yeah, though. I've had those um, books. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, I picked it up, and the back cover. Uh, there's a little quote from him across the back cover, and any uh, any questioning in my mind as to whether or not Kasich is going to run for for the presidency again was completely eliminated because across the back cover it says, "I will not take the low road to the highest office in the land." Okay, and I'm like, "You're not saying that about last time. You're saying right. that about this Good time, time. <laughs> right?" <laughs> And if you want to make this happen, John, stop attacking women. <laughs> yeah, that would be a good message. <laughs> yeah, that definitely. I mean, that's just not, it doesn't make any sense. Once again, I just, I, I'm always at a loss for words when we're talking about this because it just doesn't make any sense to me. Right. You know. I, you have a wife and two daughters. Right. Right. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Attacking women's health care is not... Uh, a prescription for political success because eventually, you know, women are going to get sick and they're going to say, hey, where'd my health care go? Yeah, absolutely. And it's going to be clear as day. And women are starting to come, are coming out. I'm not going to say starting to. Women are coming out and they're they're letting their voice be heard. And they're extremely vocal and they're extremely, you know, uh, passionate about what's happening and, and how it's affecting all of us. So, Right. Yeah. Uh, speaking of... Uh, of Mr. 45, uh, speaking of Trump, he had a hell of a week again. Again. <laughs> we don't expect anything less from this guy, right? Oh, geez. At this point. It's, it's, it's very funny. Uh, I, I was tweeting about it the other day. Reporters are just basically taking screenshots of press releases and tweeting them out. You know, normally, normally Twitter images are something fun. You right, know, Cats yes. and dogs and puppies. And now it's just like, here is a picture Classic of a press memes. release. Yeah. Um, So there's, we now have a special prosecutor, um, Robert Mueller of the FBI, who I remember, you know, from, from during the Bush administration and all the different investigations and, and uh, all of that, you know, and I was reading about um, when Bush uh, 
George Bush was trying to pass all of his warrantless wiretappings, and, and Mueller and Comey were oh, uh, involved in that. Uh, so it brought back some of the, you know... Earlier memories of... Uh, yeah, the history. Yeah. Um, everybody's, you know, pretty excited. They think he's going to dig up the dirt. Um, I think we're all hopeful in some way, shape, or form, but the way that things have been going, we're also um, being realistic. Right, right. You know, I, I'm not sure that it's a matter of digging up dirt. It's, I think it's just if somebody can put the puzzle pieces in order, then we'll get to see the, you know, the full picture. Um, there's, uh, there's a former member of, uh, of parliament who, who runs a political blog, uh, and she jumped on this theory, uh, and in theory, um, <laughs> that, uh, you know, Pence is also involved in all of this mm-hmm. and that Paul Ryan was involved in covering up, uh, money laundering from Russia and, mm. and, uh, this, um, this blogger, her claim is that Orrin Hatch as fourth in line for the presidency is already starting to get uh, like daily briefings of intelligence because, you know, she thinks that uh, Trump and then Pence and then Ryan are all going to, to fall. And, and the, the intelligence community is looking down the line of succession of, oh, okay, gosh. how far do we yes. have to go? And, and, Oh, here's Orrin Hatch. And, and she's, <laughs> she's predicting president Orrin Hatch. Yeah. I haven't um, seen that theory, but that is extremely interesting. It, you know, I, I don't think it's going to come to that, mm. but, you know, when this when this whole situation looks so much like Watergate. Yeah, it does. Definitely resembles Watergate. I think at some level, um, it may even surpass that. I, I feel like there's so much going on right now that, um, you know, it's probably going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. Well, you know, but, I, I, think, I think Trump is going to... You know he's he's going to attempt more stunts. He's you know yeah. we've already seen him shooting missiles into Syria and dropping yeah. a you know giant bomb on in the middle of Afghanistan. Absolutely. Um, you know, kind of just for for headlines and polling bump. Um, you know exactly what he's going to do. Uh, you know we might end up uh, in in the middle of a long hot summer. Very um, hot. <laughs> yeah. Um, it'll be more of you know Trump doing something. Um, his stuff saying that that didn't happen and then him saying that it did happen. And so it's just, yeah, a, a revolving circle um, of what we've been dealing with here. Right. We'll yeah. see. Um, and he, he hired uh, he hired that guy from uh, <laughs> Yeah, from I don't Milwaukee. even really want to say his name either. <laughs> Sheriff Clark. Um, so, yeah, he hired him. Um, he accepted the appointment as the Assistant Secretary of the Homeland um, Department of Homeland Security. And as we all know, Sheriff Clark does not have the best record as sheriff. And no. a lot of people are saying that he has accepted this appointment because he knew that his, he was not going to be reelected again. Um, you know, it when you be. have people who are dying in your jail, which I've heard, I believe, three or four people in a baby that have died. Um, right. You know, the things are people are going to start looking and start wondering, like, what's, you know, this? he speaks out so angrily against, you know, Democrats and, and, other, and other folks. Um, but... Right. You know, he just he doesn't have the best record at this point, and I don't think he's going to have the best record as a um, assistant secretary of the Department of Homeland Security. Right. And it it seems to be an appointment made to gather headlines. It's it's very much, um, you know, I I've, I I feel that a lot of the choices that the Trump administration do, they take a look at a decision and they say, "Hey, big picture, does this decision is this actually important?" You know. Uh, and I, or I, it could be another distraction. Yeah. 
Uh, I think the first one was, uh, you know, who do we need to run the energy department? Let's get Rick Perry because yeah. then people are going <laughs> to joke about, didn't he want to get rid of the uh, Department of Energy? You know, in in the long run, it, it probably does matter some who's running that department. Yeah. But there are career professionals below that position who actually do the exactly. real work. Exactly. The guy at the That's top is the, just the a case. political. And so... I felt that Rick Perry was, you know, was trolling. <laughs> uh, I would agree with that. And, you know, and then just yesterday they were talking about Joe Lieberman as the head of the FBI. And I'm like, no, th- this is more trolling. And I think yeah. Sheriff Clark. And some of it is not funny. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not funny, but it's, it's, it's a decision by the Trump administration simply to provoke basically like you know, the worst migraine on behalf of those of us who are paying attention. <laughs> I agree. And for those of us who know what's going on and who, you know, knows what's going to happen. Um, so, yeah. Right. Yeah. So I I don't see this as a, hey, this guy can lead. I see yeah. this as a, hey, this guy can generate headlines. We all see it as this is a joke. Um, Sheriff Clark is a joke. He a He's a sick joke. joke. Yeah, yeah, he's a sick <laughs> joke. But, I mean, you know, this is just what, this is what the Trump administration does. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's just, it's a lot to go to deal with. And so, yeah, um, on to, to other matters. Yeah. Uh, on that cheery note, uh, let's, uh, let's get it on. Um, let's uh, look at the, the pride calendar, uh, yes. our, our festival calendar coming up for June. So do you need me to read off the dates or do you have them memorized? There's I do quite not a few. have them memorized. <laughs> I, I should as much as I have. I've uh, done with the uh, scheduling and everything, but no, um, I know we're starting with Dayton Pride, June 3rd. Yep, June 3rd, Dayton Pride. Very good. What's next? <laughs> um, that same weekend, I believe, is Pride in the CLE, yep. which is also June 3rd. Um, so so. Th- there's two Pride festivals in Cleveland. Don't ask me to explain it. The <laughs> first one here is this Pride in the CLE. I can try to help a little bit with that. So Pride in the CLE, I think, is more of an um, overall Pride for the, I want to say it was... Something about honoring the whole city okay. or something similar like that. Um, I could be wrong, but I think this is what I read. And, of course, Cle- of course, Cleveland Pride has just been, um, Cleveland Pride, you know, just is the same as any other Pride, um, just honoring the LGBTQ community. Okay. So, <laughs> we're doing both. <laughs> the first we are one, doing both. <laughs> the first one is Pride in the CLE. You said June 3rd. What comes next? Uh, you're really testing me. Yeah, Athens. Yeah, yeah. Athens. Athens Pride is a new Pride, actually, and um, that's going to be on Sunday um, for a few hours. They are going to have a little parade um, and a little picnic there. I believe it's a parade, and definitely a picnic. Um, and so I believe, uh, yeah, we will be there. Um, Sunday, you know, June 11th. In June Athens. 11th, absolutely. Um, that is at the Blackburn Temple Alum, or is it Templeton Blackburn? Blackburn Templeton Alum? Check the show notes for details. <laughs> <laughs> There's several events uh, throughout Athens all weekend. Um, Absolutely. We did get uh, information on it uh, from from some of their supporters. Uh, So uh, Templeton Blackburn Alumni Memorial Auditorium, 47 East Union Street in Athens. Um, Yes, there you go. (laughs) Yeah, proud to support them in their new new festivals. So check us out in Athens. What comes next? Next would be, yay, Columbus Pride. And that's June 16th and the 17th. Um, Looking forward to it. Um, it's always so much to do. I mean, you know, yeah. so much surrounding the the um, pride here in Columbus. Stonewall does a great job, and so actually, yep. there's a new location this year. Um, so that's Bicentennial and Genoa Park. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I think it's 233 Civic. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) It's downtown. It it had been up in... Uh, Goodale Park, where Comfest is, mm-hmm. and now they're taking it back down to Bicentennial Park, where the the Splash Park is. Uh, the parade is always a ton of fun. We took a Absolutely. we took our our kids to the parade last year. Um, they didn't quite know they're they're younger, so you know the, we had to explain a little bit <laughs> of not only what it means to be gay, but also why they have a parade yeah, festival yeah. and the fact that absolutely you know it, it, sometimes it's helpful to explain this to little kids. You just absolutely because they're going to have questions. I have little kids and they have questions. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know we we said you know sometimes there's people who fall in love with you know mm-hmm. somebody different and other people in the past have not liked that and got angry about it. And so they want to have pride in their relationships, which is why it's a pride parade. Absolutely. And that's a really good way of explaining it. Um, You know, when when it comes to, um, you know, my daughter will eventually ask those questions. I'm definitely going to use that. (laughs) That was a good way you put it to your children. So um, that they can understand and know that, you know, we still respect and love everybody, no matter what, you know, how different they are. And, you know, if, you know, we want to decide to do different things. Right. Yeah. And, you know, we, our, our kids go to a public elementary school. It has a diverse, you know, yeah, array absolutely. of families. They definitely have known a ton of kids that, you know, mm-hmm. have two mommies yeah, uh, or, yeah. or have two dads. They've just never really thought about it. Right, exactly. And, you know, it, they just look at their classmates and see them all as friends. Absolutely. Um, it's not until you take them... They still have that innocence in them. Yeah. Uh, it's not until you take them to a parade and then they look <laughs> around and they're like, wait a minute. What? Wait, wait. What's going on here, Dad? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> And so, yeah, we had to explain to kids, you know, you may see somebody in their underwear today. Yes. <laughs> Please do not point. <laughs> so it was fun. You know how funny that is? Because I just know, like, that. that's what kids do, though. Super hilarious. They will point. They will stare. Yeah. They will embarrass the hell out of you. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, <laughs> but it, you love them. <laughs> yeah. It, it never occurred to them that our, our next-door neighbors at the time, you know, was two women raising a child. Oh, okay. They never thought about that right, for a second. Right, right, absolutely. Um, and so then you realize it's like, oh, our kid has no idea that this is the thing, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and, and that there's additional discussion. And they learn things so much sooner nowadays. Like, you know, yeah. when we were young, you know, we're, there's just a lot that goes on more than when we were younger and their age. So I think it's beneficial to start to allowed them to um, have questions and answer those so that they're not getting the wrong information from someone else. Well, I grew up with a cornfield across the road from oh, me wow. until college. So <laughs> oh, there was, gosh. There I didn't know no, you were so sheltered. There was no pride parade going through our cornfield. <laughs> yeah, I, I, to be honest with you, I grew up in Warren, and I never knew of pride parade until I moved to Columbus, which is sad because I got here when I was like seven years ago, maybe. Um, and I was in my 20s. So yeah, I had never even been to a pride parade either. Yeah. But... You know. So, hey. <laughs> if you have kids, bring them to the Pride Pride. It's really cool. Um, and, and actually, we were, we were very, we were proud at Pride because uh, their daycare is run by a church, and the church uh, was one of many churches that were marching in the oh, parade. Wow. And all of a sudden, this banner comes along, and we're like, wait a minute, that's <laughs> right. a daycare. Hey! hey that's so amazing. <laughs> the kids ran out to the middle of the street, and we got a quick picture and try not to hold up the whole parade. Right. So it was cool. No, that is cool. That's pretty awesome. So yeah. it was, it's glad, I'm glad to see everyone so involved now. I think more and more, we're seeing more communities um, within Columbus and more organizations being involved in Pride. That's awesome. Right. Uh, okay, so that's 16th and 17th. What's next? Oh, gosh. After that, I believe, uh, yikes, I think it's uh, July, and that will be nope. Youngstown. Nope. Nope. You skipped. Oh, you skipped. I skipped. Was it Cincinnati? Cincinnati is June 24th. Okay. And 
June 24th. And then after that, it's Youngstown, July 19th. Yep. Oh, gosh. I'm also June 24th. Else. Oh, it's also June 24th is um, Cleveland. Yes. Cleveland, Cleveland, Pride. And <laughs> Cin- Cleveland Pride and Cincinnati Pride, both June 24th. Yes. We'll be at both. We will be at both. Uh, so you'll be down in Cincinnati. Annie will be up in, in Cleveland. Cleveland. Yes. Um, and if you're in Columbus that weekend is also Comfest weekend. Yes. So that's like the world's busiest weekend. Right. So I might even be here if we have mm-hmm. another organizer on board by then who can go to Cincinnati. We'll see, but I'm not holding my breath. I know. <laughs> I've never been to Comfest, so I really want to go. That's my excuse. Well, Comfest is three days. Oh, true Friday, enough. Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, uh, it, it'll be exciting. So, have you guys also taken the kids to Confess or? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. You're not afraid because I heard there's like people that walk around just maybe shirtless and things like that. There, there's some boys. extreme shirtlessness. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the boys. In the past, I don't think they've even noticed right. that there are topless uh, topless women there. Uh, you know, Confest is a hippy dippy, right? You know. Tie dye, yeah, you know, tie dye skirt, <laughs> no shirt, mug a beer, <laughs> dancing in the park under the trees. It's a lot of fun. But you um, guys wear clothes, right? Yes, <laughs> we wear clothes in, in our, our booth. I was gonna say, staff wears clothes, um, unless no, yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> um, sometimes not shoes, it depends on the yeah, you know, it's it's that vibe, yeah, um, the hippie ish. Let's just go out and and the crowd is perfect because it's a very pro choice crowd, okay. Um, they come up to the booth not asking what is this all about, right. they're just asking, like, what now, you yeah, know, what can we do? What okay, do we sign? That's awesome. Uh, you know, really for, for all the pride festivals and confest. Yeah. Um, you know, these these folks are are tuned in to what's happening in terms of yeah, reproductive health care, all of this. Um, They're concerned and they want to get involved, so that's amazing. Yeah. So so these festivals are not only times when we need volunteers, they're also really great times for volunteers. Yeah, absolutely. So for anyone who wants to volunteer, visit our website. We'll have our forms up soon so you can sign up. Pride Fest, ComFest, um, yeah. Yeah, check the show notes. Uh, you mentioned Youngstown. That one's uh, at the end of July. Uh, Toledo is in August, um, mm-hmm. so we'll get around to those uh, mid uh, midsummer. Absolutely. That's so we have a lot to look schedule. forward to. I mean, there's a lot that's going on, um, and so we'll just keep everybody posted. Yep. Uh, so look for all that information in the show notes. Sign up to volunteer. Um, also keep uh, keep your eye on our Twitter account. We'll be yes. tweeting about uh, state house hearings. Gabe is the best at that. You really keep everybody just I'm, up I'm on trying. their toes. <laughs> I'm trying. Um, there uh, there is a hearing Tuesday morning. Uh, I think it's Senate Bill 145. It's another one of these garbage set of restrictions. Um, it, it'll probably be a brief hearing uh, around 10:30 or so. Um, we'll be tweeting from that. If you want to yes. come to the state house to come to a committee hearing, get a hold of us. Um, you know, shoot us a tweet, uh, send us an email. Absolutely. Um, volunteer at prochoiceohio.org. Uh, sign up for stuff um, and keep listening to the podcast. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.